Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. It is Wednesday. It is that day that I love so much. This show that's so meaningful to me and how much I appreciate all of you, all the listeners. And today we have a very exciting show. First of all, the words from Paul or Sadakis, uh, for those of you who haven't tuned in before, Sadakis being the fifth dimensional name for Paul, the Apostle Paul that was one of the group that brought in the higher heart consciousness concept some 2,000 years ago. Anyway, he has very powerful words today. They're always powerful. I got a lot out of them. And you know me, I always jump right in when I'm reading something or presenting something to work with it, to utilize it so that I'm... I can bring you some ideas or some experiences or concepts or whatever that's personal so that you can relate to the, you know, relate to the information in a way that might help you, might give you some ideas of your own, not to follow or do exactly what I did or say or whatever. It's all of us have our own way, our own journey. But just to let you know that it's not just words that the person is bringing in, that there's some very real energies, very real meaning, very real significance, and we'll all use it in our own ways. And so, of course, I did that this week when I was preparing for the show. And lo and behold, something fairly interesting, really, truly fascinating and incredibly helpful came up, and I will share it with you on the healing side of the show. So I'm going to bring you the words so you hear what he says, and then I'm going to talk to you about where it led me, and I'm going to share it with you, and then the healing that we're going to do is going to be based on that. Uh, Again, everybody will hear the words in a different way. Everyone will experience them in a different way. Everyone will utilize the words in a different way. I do share how I use them, just so that you know it isn't just words, that there's, there's actual need here that we can use that can help us that can move us along that can propel us forward anyway so i'm just going to because we have a lot to cover i'm just going to start it's paul or sadakis excuse me in his own words and this these words came and of course i always do some bit of editing to clarify and i do go in and out i read some words and then at some point i might come in and make a couple of clarifications or give you an example or summarize something, something like that. So it goes in and out between Paul's words that Joan <coughs> uh, brought into frequency in May of 1987 and my words today. Okay? Okay. So I am, again, going to start with Joan's amalgamation. I will do another one at the end when I do the healing just to bring us back into the energies. But I think Joan's amalgamation is extremely powerful 
and it is also bringing us into a state of one accord with our divine energy so that when I read the, read the words, they're more, you're more able to bring them in and hold them in, uh, not bring them in and hold them, but bring them in and hear them from the higher levels because we'll be amalgamated. Okay, so I'm going to start. Okay. In the state of quiet, Let's take a few moments to consciously focus our attention on the light within ourselves. As you know, this light is symbolic of the pure soul essence, so you may perceive your light in whatever way you desire with the understanding that it is the connecting link that connects you to the totality of all light in all levels and all dimensions. And continuing to focus on the light, allow it to grow until you are encompassed within its center. And in this state of centeredness, Please remember that you carry your highest, most purest, most perfect point of power. Now, remaining conscious of the centerness, I ask that we be taken into the originating source of all energy and that we be consciously amalgamated with the totality of our higher selves and with any higher selves from any realm or direction that care to join with us in this session tonight. I further ask that each of us be open to receive the information to understand the information, to articulate the information, and to manifest the information from the very highest level, and that we use the information on behalf of ourselves and others from this moment forward and for all future time. Now let's take a few moments and consciously focus our attention on the healing circle. The healing circle is symbolic of very real energy. It, isn't been, it is in place and has been in place for the past many years insofar as this group is concerned. And when we consciously focus our attention on the healing circle, we activate a very real balancing healing energy. I would ask each of you, if you desire, to place yourself within the healing circle. At this point, we would like to place within the healing circle all people known and unknown, all life known and unknown through the totality of the human kingdom universe, the care to join with us for healing and balancing. Remembering that we've been asked to become conscious of what we are allowing into our consciousness, I would like to ask this group tonight to join with me in calling in all of the people on this planet who have AIDS, HIV, or who have any other traumatic apparent terminal illnesses. I would like to call in all of the people who work in areas that deal in research and assistance in unveiling cures in these instances. I would further ask this group to join with me tonight in moving into the astral, to draw from that astral vibration the negative thought forms that have been placed there as they pertain to these various conditions. The thoughts of fear, the thoughts of hopelessness, the thoughts of death and dying. I would further ask that we take into this healing circle tonight all governments at all levels and all nations. I further ask that all people involved in any form of philosophical ideas and concepts at all levels be brought into our healing circle tonight. If there are any other areas any of you would like to address, please feel free to speak out or to think the thought and the higher selves that tend this healing circle will move forth and will take that thought before you have time to think it. I would further ask that any soul and any reality who desires to join with us in infusing our healing circles do so at this point in time. Now I ask the higher self to move out and bring into the healing circle any conditions and situations 
that should be addressed that have not been brought into our consciousness at this point. Now let us dwell for a moment on the idea of higher heart consciousness. Higher heart consciousness contains within within it the highest level of humanhood, unity, peace with the self, and peace with all life. It is the purest, most potent energy as far as balancing and healing and nourishing and nurturing is concerned. Let us focus our attention on that energy at this point. Let us also focus our attention on the Rainbow Bridge, which is some symbolic of a very real energy that brings balance at the very highest level. Let us see that Rainbow Bridge flowing from our heart center out into the center of the circle, and let us infuse the Rainbow Bridge with the energy of higher heart consciousness. Let us infuse the Rainbow Bridge with the power of the miraculous and with the desire on the part of all souls placed within the healing circle to receive healing and balancing. Let us infuse all of this into the Rainbow Bridge and in a state of consciousness, let us release it outward into the healing circle. Please remain conscious. In consciousness, you bring power to the work you are doing. And now let us focus the Rainbow Bridge upward into the totality of the astral band, joining with our soul, interplanetary brothers and sisters, to assist them in the work that they do in the astral. And now let us move out in the totality of the human kingdom universe, which encompasses the three lower kingdoms, and let us shower the human kingdom universe with the Rainbow Bridge and the energies that we have infused into it. Thank you. And they do remind us that should we that we should, as often as possible, consciously focus our attention on this kind of exercise that we have just gone through. Each time we consciously think about what, what this is and what we are doing, we are adding power and energy to that that's already been completed. And as you know, the energy is placed in all of these various levels and is held in place so that the various souls around the universe can partake of that energy to the degree and the rate of speed that the soul desires. There is never a trespass. It is a mutual agreement, and that soul decides how much energy to take and when to take it. Okay, Paul. Paul comes forward tonight to address us in a little bit different direction in areas that deal with belief. We would like to start initially with the idea that belief is the energy that keeps the outer reality of each individual going round and round and round. Belief creates in the outer reality that that is believed, whether that belief is conscious or unconscious. He further indicates that belief and what the individual believes, again, whether the belief is conscious or unconscious, is that that separates the individual from the true self and from the true self of others. Each action that is made is made in the outer reality Strike that. Each action that is made in the outer reality is made through the unconscious or conscious belief system of the individual who is expressing that belief. Belief, as you know, is a prison which creates around it a boundary that is very difficult to move beyond. You will note the belief system of those that carried higher heart consciousness on this planet 2,000 years ago, give or take a few years, Paul says. The belief system created at that time was one that was not expressed to its highest degree and is still, at this point in time, creating separateness 
because the belief system itself carries the, itself carries the misunderstanding of how the, that higher heart consciousness concept should have been carried out. Paul does not desire to dwell on the ups and downs of what happened 2,000 years ago, for as you know, he and the others have, for the most part, presented that issue very thoroughly to this group in the last few months. But he does want us to be extremely conscious of the fact that the beliefs we carry, whether they're conscious, whether we're conscious of it or not, or unconscious of it, are beliefs that separate us from our true selves and from the true selves of others. They separate governments and nations and individuals. It is beliefs that have created every single war, every single incident of what appears in this reality to be negativity here on this planet and on any other planet. Belief is a system that is common to the fourth dimensional true human soul, and it is that belief system that the human soul must experience and grow through in order to reach into higher levels of evolutionary consciousness. Janet, what Paul is saying, in case you missed it, is that beliefs are incredibly powerful. And from the very first lives humans live, they have taken on beliefs of every kind, and these beliefs, whether remembered now, whether they're remembered now or not, they, they, they're from so many lives, and many of them only live in our unconscious mind. But they are part of what drives the separations between the men, the nations, the governments, individuals, etc. And this is true on every planet in the human kingdom universe that houses life forms. And to reach a higher level of evolutionary consciousness, humans must grow through or grow beyond those beliefs because they limit us, they hold us prisoner. And this is true of true humans and also of facade humans for those of us who are carrying the dual soul nature. Okay, Paul, on this planet, as the energy of evolution begins to move in that thrusting movement, the souls upon the planet at the fourth dimensional level, for the most part, will attempt to hold on to the only reality that they're accustomed to, that being what they believe in. As a result of this, you will see more and more fanatics as they pertain to whatever it is they believe to be real about the reality they dwell in. We have examined with you in this group the concept of moving beyond the reality that you know at this point in time in this evolutionary momentum. An enlightened fifth dimensional, as, as enlightened fifth dimensionals awakening both consciously and unconsciously, that kind of time warp, warp can create havoc for you in your own reality. At the fourth dimensional level, the fourth dimensionals are undergoing a process without the benefit of the unconscious fifth dimensional vibration that each of you carry. This means that as the momentum continues to increase and move into that 100,000 year leap in a very short period of time, 2000, the next 2000 lineal years, the humans at all levels will be clinging harder and harder and harder to what they believe, for that will be the only thing that gives them any kind of security. And thus, it will become far more emphatic, far more overt, and far more intense. As you know, the ridiculousness of everything that's going on at this point in time will continue to grow and expand and become more ridiculous. 
Additionally, the conditions that exist that appear in this reality to be negative will continue to process and appear to become more negative. As a result of this, as you know, we've mentioned this on more than one occasion, the fifth dimensionals incarnate in the human facade form at this point in time are not being mainstreamed out into the overall public pattern in order to keep the message and the work that they carry in a state of purity, unmarred and unblemished by the merging, should that merging occur with the overall pattern of quote-unquote ridiculousness that is taking place among the lesser lights and in all directions. Janet. Okay, I remember when this came out years ago, and we all appreciated the sense of humor that Paul had. He's presenting the information from his facade soul, the part of him that it carries the, the human part of him that is Paul, and not his fifth dimensional Sadaka's soul. It doesn't really make much difference because the message is still as powerful, but the higher self rarely gives us a silly side. Um, so I just wanted to mention that, that at the time we kind of enjoyed this because it, it made the message very human and personal by calling things ridiculous ridiculousness, but he's not making a judgment. You have to understand he's not making a judgment. He is expressing the perceptions that we would have had back then. Okay. So, and also just to refresh your memory, lesser lights are the true humans. They're not lesser in any way, meaning their value or their worth is any less important or less in any way. It's only lesser and they're not fully functioning as yet out of their pure soul essence. So their symbolic light is still mostly, quote unquote, turned off or in a state of incubation. They're mainly operating through the human uh, soul that they carry. They haven't fully connected with the, the uh, higher frequency light they carry inside. However, the mission of the fifth dimensional it's still that of assisting and helping at the evolutionary level. So, oh, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is back to Paul. <laughs> okay, Paul, I forgot to put, I write a little, I write his name in. And uh, when I go back to him and I put it on the next paragraph instead of this paragraph, so I messed up. Okay, Paul, however... The mission of the fifth dimensional is still that of assisting and helping at the evolutionary level so that the evolutionary understanding will be presented in many different ways and from many different directions. You will recall that the lesser lights, as they continue to do battle among themselves, will weed out what you could view as the purest of the souls. The purest of the souls being those souls who are no longer willing to be part of the re, quote-unquote ridiculousness, and as a result of that, all of these souls are reachable at one level or another. Again, this is Janet. Just want to put in, he's not denigrating in any way any soul. And when he says purist, he doesn't mean that some souls are pure and some aren't. He just means that some souls have reached certain evolutionary frequency levels, allowing them to be ready or reachable at the higher concept levels that at fifth dimensionals uh, in dual soul nature will be presenting. Okay, Paul. 
In the processing of this evolutionary understanding, the, the idea of higher heart consciousness, which carries within it the fulfillment of united humanhood, respect for all life at all levels, is a process that can be presented without standing on a pedestal wearing long white gowns and preaching the gospel, as I myself did many years, he says. And working at this level, this group and others not part of this group at this time will be given the opportunity, should they desire to become involved in such a pattern, of being bridge builders as far as communication is concerned. You are in to communicate the evolutionary message, communicating it at many different levels and in many different ways. You already know that you could not walk out to the average person on the street and begin to discuss fifth dimensional information so that individual could be completely and totally turned off to any message that you might have to offer. But part of the evolutionary vibration deals with the idea that in higher heart consciousness, the fulfillment of that united humanhood can be made manifest. Part of the evolutionary concept of the new age includes the building of bridges of communication so that each of you have an opportunity to contribute in what could be viewed as a mass undertaking which will see ultimately a platform upon which philosophies, opinions, viewpoints, beliefs, religions, whatever, can be dialogued in a manner that will not create debate and defensiveness, but which will create a tremendous understanding of the right of one individual or a group of individuals, individuals to feel or believe or think the way they feel, think, and believe. This is, ultimately, this is a process that ultimately, as part of the evolutionary new age, will see a broadening of the higher heart consciousness among various nations, among various religions. This does not mean that they will unite in oneness, in one collective vibration. It means simply that they'll be moving into higher levels of understanding, that each soul is a snowflake, and each snowflake that makes up a collective totality has the right to be who they are, what they are. And in this, it can also aid in the release of the belief system that holds prisoners, those that assume that their belief is the only way to go. Leaders can be extremely difficult and extremely dangerous in terms of symbolic words. For in order to be a good leader, a good leader must be able to present a belief that will be believable to the individuals that the leader is leading. Okay, Janet, this is a bit of a tongue twister, but basically he's saying that leaders use belief systems to accomplish what they want to accomplish. And they often have to be good speakers and they have to be able to tap into the belief systems that are operational among their people. Okay. Paul, it is for this reason that we've emphasized over and over and over that the fifth dimensional grouping, this fifth dimensional group and other fifth dimensional groups are leaderless. Joan sits and acts as the informational station, but she's not the leader. It is part of, part of Joan's function to be that informational vibration. It was a choice and agreement that she made, but this is no, by no means places her as a leader of this group or of any other group. The fifth dimensionals work collectively with others, with others' energy blending and merging and creating more energy, so that the movement that you may move toward is that a very positive fulfillment insofar as 
what could be viewed as world harmony is concerned. This doesn't mean, as often it is often believed by the majority of metaphysically oriented people, that this world will collectively stand unified in one idea, in one belief, in one collective vibration. It does mean that by acting as the bridge builders where communication factor is concerned, many of the various individuals that are reached at many different levels will be freed from the idea that what they believe is the only truth that exists. Janet, okay, guys, you have to know how significant this is. It indicates that people are holding on to belief in whatever arena will come around at some point to seeing that there are many truths and not the truth. This, that itself, that step forward is so significant to helping any individual that comes to that place, helps them to step out of the prison that the belief that they carried, that they created them for themselves from the beliefs that they carried unknowingly. So that is huge. Okay, Paul. This will consequently see a tremendous amount of lessening of pressure in areas that deal specifically with nations and government. It will greatly elevate the consciousness of those that are dogmatically involved in, a very, in very limiting philosophical ideas and concepts whether it be of an orthodox nature or an unorthodox nature. Essentially, all belief, as far as the individual is concerned, carries the reactionary vibration of creating that belief here in outer reality. And once that inner unconscious or conscious belief becomes manifest, there is a tendency to stand back and view it as an external source. As you know from that belief system, the creation that you create is your responsibility. Janet, okay. What Paul is saying here is that our beliefs create our outer reality. And once it's created, we view it as something external. And instead, we have to understand that we created that created it and we're responsible for creating it. We also then see this out, outer reality as validating our belief system. So, we feel empowered or we feel that, oh, well, you see, it's out there. Therefore, my belief system is correct. And it tends to, what's the word? We, we tend to continually empower our belief system, strengthen it, entrench it, make it stronger. So on top of that, it removes us from the understanding that we are creating that outer reality. It is us. And we come to believe that it's some sort of external source that is doing it for us or to us. Okay. Paul. It has often been puzzled over by many souls and many different levels as to what life is all about. A problem may occur, but how you will view the problem is dependent upon where you are coming from in your understanding level. When in reality, a problem should not be viewed, but instead you should go within to seek the solution that you are. I'm going to say that sentence again. When in reality, a problem should not be viewed, but instead you should go within to seek the solution that you are. 
Things happen in the lives of everyone, whether they be fourth or fifth dimensional. In the normal metaphysical and orthodox level of philosophy, you may find the, the idea or concept that they're stopping me because I need to learn this lesson. No one stops anyone unless you have agreed within that this stoppage can take place. Janet. So again, we are the ones that allow, that create and allow the problems in our lives. They are not there from some outer force or because they've been determined that you need to learn a lesson. We determine what we need to experience and go through and what we give permission to. So if we have a problem, we have created it, but we also have the solution. In the fifth dimensional realm, oh, Paul, I did this again. I put the name on the wrong paragraph. In the fifth dimensional realm, we do not stop the world in order to get your attention. As you know, the fifth dimensional vibration is one that absolutely cannot trespass the free will that each of you carry as the directing identities. It means that in addressing and assisting others down the line, in order to be a bridge builder where communication comes into play, it's very important to understand that your own understanding of belief must be processed and must be addressed so that you can stand free and clear and say within yourself and know within yourself, I have created this. The inner essence of who you truly are is apart from the belief system that you carry at the facade fourth dimensional level. You are essentially visionary pioneers who are in place at this point in time in order to be the communicator, to communicate the transformation by demonstrating, to communicate the higher heart consciousness by building bridges of communication among people and groups and ideologies that are out of sync based on what they believe to be true. The evolutionary concept of the new age does carry a lot of what you might view as negative activity. But again, you understand that life is a viewpoint. The understanding takes you to that centeredness of knowing that it is only your perception of how these things play themselves out. In reality, every single thing is a positive happening. So there are very positive aspects of the work you will perform and you and that you will do as this pioneer, as this demonstrator, as this bridge builder who communicates. It's important to understand that in the processing of higher heart consciousness, we have agreed to assist you because in assisting you with the higher heart consciousness, you are assisting us in completing what we did not complete 2,000 years ago at the point in, t- point in time the mission was aborted. In working with you, it becomes important for each of you to understand you are complete and whole and total within your own right. We are no more or no less than you are or than is any other soul in any other level. It is an equality relationship and must be addressed at that level. So that it's important to draw back from the belief that we are external. It is true that in many instances, higher selves come through to speak that are not connected to any of you individually as far as being part of your totality. But it is also important to remember that as above, so below. Below, we congregate, we assist each other, we talk to each other, and it's the same in the higher reality. So that you can access the higher self vibration from many totalities that exist throughout the fifth dimensional vibration. 
so that even though I, Paul, am not connected to Joan, this is still an internal process that takes place, for it is the totality of Joan in the fifth dimensional vibration that is symbolically saying to the totality that I, Paul, am connected to, would you send Paul over to that group tonight? Let him give a little bit of advice. It's still an internal kind of process, and we are being asked not to focus and fall into the habit, which is very easy to do, of viewing it as some external source. Janet, we are all connected to all there is at that pure soul essence level. Therefore, all is within, not external to us. So the whole process, connecting and communicating, is centered within and not without. Paul, so in building the bridges of communication, you all will, if you desire to become part of it, be given that opportunity to make a very major mark upon this planet in areas that deal with what could be viewed as that world unity. By actively assisting in this process of creating dialogue situations in the overall fabric of the planet itself. Additionally, the energies are moving at this point in time and bringing energy, strike that, bringing information of higher heart consciousness in areas that deal with nation and community and individuals that are willing to dialogue. This does not mean that the willingness will necessarily create an end result, but at least the willingness is a very positive thing upon which to dwell. So we would like each of you to continue to remain very conscious of what you allow in your consciousness, to begin to consciously view yourselves as transformers of these negative energies that are processing moment to moment, and to continue to work in the various ways that you already work collectively and individually in the sure knowledge that this mission will not be aborted, This mission will be fulfilled. You are the miracle. You are the solution. And you will fulfill at the level you've come in to fulfill on. In closing, I will remind you that you do have the benefit of the higher surge of evolutionary momentum at this point in time, more so than those of us who carried the last evolutionary concept of that higher heart consciousness. Therefore, the awakening in each of you has been quickened and will continue to quicken, and you will come into a much higher understanding within the self of what the higher heart consciousness is all about. And in coming into that understanding, each of you will reach a point from your own individual direction and in your own individual time of truly loving yourself, the true self, properly. You will reach that point from the inner level of knowing and demonstrating that you are worthy, that you carry uniqueness and inner beauty and inner strength. And you will reach that point of knowing and demonstrating that you are the miracle. And as happened in each time I read this this week, it brings a lump to my throat because it speaks to me. We will be fulfilling. We will move into knowing our inner uniqueness, our inner beauty, our inner strength, and demonstrating that we are the miracle. And it just, the essence of the hope and the sense of this is really where we are and where we're going is 
really um, significant for me. I can really feel the energy of those words, and I hope you all also do. Um, I do want to just briefly mention that the leader thing is very important because I'm leading the way, so to speak, in giving out this information on the show. And just like Joan gave out the information and was not the leader, I'm giving out information and I'm not the leader either. I know you don't, you know that I don't think of myself as some sort of guru and I've got all these underlings following me. I I never think that at at all, never thought of myself as a guru. and, And hopefully I do present as just another human being, another person, another soul, another dual soul, um, talking to you and communicating the concepts. The higher selves have always told me if someone doesn't have an idea or concept in the conscious mind, they don't know to choose that there's a possibility to choose that idea, that they lack choice. And that's where we've been in so many lifetimes where there were no choices to think or we, we weren't presented or given in certain cultures and societies that were operating at low frequency levels, we weren't given choice of how to think or feel, how to interpret, how to understand. And so we developed all the misconceptions and misinterpretations, et cetera, et cetera. So the higher selves have have always um, indicated to me, and I feel it so clearly that part of what I came in to do was to share the ideas. I, I had the very good fortune to have been part of Joan's group and I they resonated with me so strongly that they helped me and they helped me so much that I always known to pay it forward but I never wanted to set myself up as some sort of guru and I, I'm sure exactly that you know that I never have and uh, it, it seemed like an impossible concept you know to me gurus I, I don't know I just couldn't connect with that concept at all. So I come to you, I say things to you, whatever I say for you to take in or not, to resonate with, to think about, to accept or not. It's always just been about presenting the information. And I've had so much, I don't have it on the radio, so you don't know that I have it, but in my groups and in my my clients, I'm constantly learning, I'm constantly growing myself. And it is a very balanced, very equal uh, interaction. So it's, we are all equals. We're we're all sitting at the same table. And you know, the image that I've had where they were all on the rim of the wheel. I think I first said it was like King Arthur's round table. There's no head of the table. There's no hierarchy. We're all equals. We all have a piece. And my piece is my piece, but every each individual, you all are going to have your own pieces. And we're all going to be working together in some way as some sort of network, whether it's a conscious connection or an unconscious one. There is a network being set up here through this show. It's a very powerful one. And I'm sure there are many other groups that are having um, developing networks. It, you know, it's not like we're the only one, but it doesn't make mean that it isn't uh, important and that we aren't doing uh, we aren't honoring and committing to our unfoldment and to the destiny that we chose to help the four lower kingdoms um, process through the their evolutionary movement 
Okay, so that's Paul's words. So, as you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, whenever I read these things, especially something this powerful, but really every time, because I can't talk to you guys about something without first really working on it myself. So, I jumped in to focus on this whole idea of belief. And, of course, we all know, you know, I'm talking, Paul, in a way, is talking to the crier because we all know and understand the power of beliefs. And you know how often in the healings that I've done on the show over the many years, how often beliefs come up and in some way they're affecting the pattern that's being worked on and they need to be let go of and neutralized. And you also know that I use the space between belief and disbelief uh, often. Um, because in that space where we have the access to the totality, to the expansion, because beliefs are so limiting, when we're operating with beliefs, we're always limiting, operating within limitation. So I bring us into that space of neutrality between beliefs and disbelief to allow us access to the unlimited, the unlimited nature we are and the unlimited nature we have access to. Uh, so anyway, but so... In a lot of ways, Paul's words, something I didn't know, and, and you all know, too. However, somehow it was the juxtaposition of these words uh, and the being a part of the series of In His Own Words that propelled me forward to an expanded viewpoint or expanded understanding about beliefs. Um, I was working on something, and I don't remember now what. And the higher self came in and said it was time to begin to work on positive belief systems. Now, you know also that I, I think I've said on the show, and I, I don't say it a lot because I don't want to upset people. <laughs> and um, but I've also but I I've always known that we're going to need to neutralize all the energies we carry, not just the negative ones. However. Um, I also felt that it was important for people to understand that it isn't just about thinking positively, that we have to do something with the negative energies that we, we also carry. They don't just die away or atrophy away or go away in some way. So I really focus a lot of my time and attention in this work to a great extent on neutralizing the negative because it really wasn't out there, so to speak, very much. Um, and movement forward, as you all know, is tremendously impeded when we ignore the negative because we just allow it to continue to operate within all of our patterns. Now, up until what happened recently, uh, I had I've also given out the information that every pattern, they're not only negative energetics, but positive ones. For example, I'd made a chart, I don't know, a number of years ago showing how both positive and negative Belief propelled, I just made up a scenario, a fictitious person and fictitious example, toward losing his job. And that, the higher self gave me that example. It was really pretty fascinating about uh, a guy, I think I called him Joel or Josh, um, was in a, an economy that was moving quickly to into recession. And he started seeing people uh, all around him lose their jobs and this, that, and the other. And so... He was in, in a job, and, and I, I created the scenario that the higher self had given me of 
the positive thoughts and the negative thoughts that he had about his, this situation. And he had a lot of positive thoughts, you know, about n- not losing the job. Oh, I'm really valued here. I'm good at my, I'm really good at what I do. Everyone get, likes me. I get along with everyone. There's no issues, no problems. I put in extra time. I give 110% or whatever it is. But then over on the other side, he had some negative things. He had some lack of self-esteem going on. He's also lost his job, his job a couple, uh, once before in, in another economic downturn. Uh, he also, um, oh, he also had the, the um, idea. He had, his wife was a nurse, and he knew that he, her wife would never lose her job no matter what because there's so much desperate need for nurses all around. So he felt confident even if she lost his, if he lost his job, she wouldn't lose hers. And so he would be okay. He would be absolutely okay. And he, in essence, he was giving permission to himself to lose his job. Anyway, I don't remember everything because I haven't looked at the chart for a couple of years. But the point is that in any situation, we have negative and positive ideas operational that create our outer reality. The creation of the outer reality pulls from all the energetics we carry and doesn't make the decision that's only going to pull from positive ones or only from negative ones. It combines all the fuels and then there we go. There's the outer reality. Now, the other thing I think I've told you guys is that um, one aspect that we carry, loyalty, is something that we all think of as positive. But a number of lives ago, and I don't remember how many, three, four hundred years ago, I had fallen in love with a, a man in some life, and he went to America, and I decided he said he was going to try, you know, he's going to bring me over there when he had saved up the money to, he would get, come get me or whatever. And I waited for him loyally. Well, he never did. And, but I was still loyal and I was loyal for many lifetimes after that. And I actually met the individual in this lifetime, realized it was that person and then healed the, the issue with the person here. But I had waited all those lifetimes for that one true love and therefore never brought in any kind of meaningful love relationship and just about, I had relationships, but not meaningful ones and just about every one because I had, I was loyally waiting. So this idea that positive things that we consider positive thoughts or positive orientations or perspectives are part of our creating our outer reality and they need to be neutralized is absolutely something I'm very comfortable with. But, okay. This week, they blew me out of the water because as I'm going doing the work, I realize I have to neutralize love okay and that's probably the most positive concept that we all carry right but i realized we had to neutralize love now remember we're in this whole series that talk about that talks about higher heart consciousness so for me to come up with the idea of love was easy was not that far-fetched, but I came up with the, uh, the higher self impressed me, however you want to say it. 
I needed to neutralize love. Now, many of you are going to say, uh, excuse me, what the heck? <laughs> Why would you neutralize love? That seems crazy, you know. Um, but when I started it, it became very clear why it's so important because the higher selves just kept downloading more and more information to me. So I'm, I want to say, first, keep in mind what we're doing. We are, when we neutralize, we're addressing the thoughts, the habits, the actions, the emotions, etc., that we've taken on and the beliefs that we've taken on over eons of time at the human level. It is these that we're letting go of. So what we're clearing are the misunderstandings, the misconceptions, the misinterpretations, the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, of love. Okay? Now, we may have some ideas about unconditional love and what it would look like, what it is. And I think many of us, if not all of us, feel that we are capable of being in that place and can love out of that place. But the reality is that we have coupled so many things with the concept of love over time that the concepts and beliefs we carry about love are discolored, obscured, degraded, confused about by the energetics that we carry. So let me just give you some examples. So these are examples of things that we make we may either consciously or unconsciously connect with love that distort the concept of love, okay? Most of which carry shoulds and shouldn'ts, rights and wrongs, good and bads, all sorts of judgments, all sorts of conditions. So I'm going to give you examples related to uh, love relationship or intimate love relationship type love. But please understand, just because of limited time, I, I can't handle everything. So I'm going to be doing a healing uh, for all of us with this. Um, it, they also, it also applies to all of our concepts, ideas, beliefs about love related to family, friends, life, work, mission, destiny, Mother Nature, everything. It affects these distortions. These discolorations, these connections and beliefs we've attached to the concept of love affects every one of us on every level. Now, not all of us are going to have exactly the same degree or uh, perceptions or uh, connections about love, distortions, discolorations than everybody else. But we all have, you know, we're part of the human condition, guys. So we all have a little bit of. Of, of everything. That's my theory. So I, I always work to release and neutralize every anything without limiting myself because, hey, if it's not there, no biggie, right? It's just going to, nothing will happen because it's not there. It doesn't hurt or harm us. So anyway, let me give you some examples of how we, the things that we attach to what love means to us or what we think love is. Okay, here's just a few examples. Tip of the iceberg. How about this one? Love and money. Don't we know many situations or people where that interpret that if someone spends money on us, they must love us? And sometimes we also would think, oh, 
well, if the other person doesn't have financial security, we couldn't trust ourselves to love that person because that's not what love is all about. Love is not about whatever. It's about equality, so we need to be equal. We both need to be secure financially. I'm not saying that anyone believes that stuff consciously, but trust me, it's in there somewhere. And that's just the smallest, tippiest tip of the iceberg about love and money, and you know that's true, right? (laughs) Anyway, how about love and fear? Think of situations and conditions that connect love with fear. Think of a married couple. At one moment, the husband is professing great love, and the next, he's abusing his wife and beating her. Does the wife connect love and fear? Of course she does. How many times over eons of time have we been abused by a supposed loved one? I know I've been killed off by someone who supposedly loved me. I've been murdered. So it's, um, there's just a thousand, thousand, thousand examples on that one. How about love and sex? How many times do love and sex not connect in some way? How about a partner has sex outside of a relationship? The other one feels betrayed. So love, sex, and betrayal are also a big connector. Love and sex goes on forever, just like love and fear and love and money. They are so many variations on so many parts of the theme that bring in so many other things that discolor the word love, the the belief about love, the thoughts and the concepts of love. How about love and control? How many lifetimes have the relationships been between partners met that one partner, quote unquote, owns the other partner and has the right to abuse and misuse? I don't have to say anything further on that one. We all know that's true. Love is, I mean, that's certainly possible that we could carry. How about love and guilt? How often does one feel guilt or shame because they did something that hurt another person? a person they loved, and they blame themselves. So love and guilt, love and blame, coupled together. And the list goes on and on and on. In time, over time, in fact, we have developed so many distortions around love. We operate much of the time from these distortions. And guess what? We make rules, conditions, shoulds and shouldn't about what love must be, about what love would be right for us and not right for us, what love will work and won't work. And we wonder why we see so many love relationships with so many difficulties. There is nothing unconditional about the this kind of love that carries all of these distortions, all of these belief systems, all these emotional issues. So we really need to clear neutralize the beliefs we carry, the distortions, the discolorations, the misconceptions, all of that in order to help us all bring in and activate within us that higher heart consciousness, that love unconditional, that love expanded, that love balanced, that love and respect for all life connecting us to all there is. It's extremely important, guys. It's extremely important. And I 
I could have done something more directly involved with Paul, but this this is, was, has been so profound for me this week. I've already used it in three different client sessions. sessions. Um, it's just interesting because this week, two clients have come in with just devastating love relationship situations. And the higher self, of course, brought me right here. I may not have gone there to help if I hadn't gone through this. I don't know where I've been gone, gone to, but because I had the concept, it just flowed right in. And I heard from uh, one of the gals already just how much better she's feeling. So I just, it's just so profound. It is profound. And I really wanted to share it with you all because I feel so connected to everyone, even though I don't know 98% of you. So anyway, with that, I'm going to do the healing. I just need to have a little water here, guys. Meanwhile, you can get yourself comfortable. You're just tuning in. It's Janet Richmond, the Higher Self Voice, and I'm about to do a healing on love. <laughs> um I know it just sounds so funny, but that's what that's what it is. We're going to do a healing on love, a cleansing, a clearing of all that we associate with love and have associated with love over eons of time so that we're able to bring in the purity of the higher heart consciousness to a much higher level than we're currently carrying and that will continually allow us to expand it. And I would encourage you to work on this on your own more than once. I work on this myself more than once um, because it is so profound. It is so key. It's really going to help us go through the awakening and move into that space of higher heart consciousness, that knowingness of what it is, that true knowingness of ourself and of that love, which will facilitate and accelerate our unfoldment and allow us to move into our destiny patterns more quickly, easily, and effortlessly. Okay. Huh. So talking. <clears throat> All this time I <laughs> need a little more water. So just quiet your minds. Continue to find the space to relax, and I'll be there in a sec. quiet my mind as well. I'm just taking a few deep breaths and I'm moving into the center, focusing on the pure soul essence that we carry. Uh, And as we move into the centeredness of this pure soul essence, I want you to see, experience, uh, think, imagine, sense the pure soul essence moving in through and around the totality of who we are. This is bringing to us this most pure, most powerful, most potent point of energy that we all carry. It is everything originating source was, is, and is becoming. And it is our connecting link to all there is. It is all internal. It is all within. There is nothing external about it. 
And as we sit in the centeredness of this pure soul essence, I want you to, to sense, if you can, the connection to all there is. It is within, not without. I want you to see this light, this symbolic light, this energy moving in through and around the totality of your physical body, moving in through and around the totality of your etheric bodies, the soul and the mind, so to speak, becoming one with the totality of who you are at the soul process level, moving the brilliance of this light into becoming more or less a beacon streaming through the human kingdom universe, joining with the other beacons that are part of this radio show. We are joining the totality of our light with each other, moving into a state of one accord, moving into a into becoming a brilliant force of light, joining and merging the energies of who we are and providing them to the various souls at every level and every dimension or direction, every kingdom of the four lower kingdoms. We are providing this light to all of those souls. We are going to also move ourselves into the centeredness or the womb or the, I don't know, I don't know the word because it's just so hard to use words with some of these higher concepts. That's why I use the word womb of the originating source. We want to become one with that energy. We want the cosmic hug. We want to invite that energy to be part of our journey, to move in, to move in and help us and help all souls at the very highest level each and every one of us can handle, to add the total unlimited reservoir of the energy to to our energy so that we are working as one to provide the light, the symbolic light, the divine energies to all souls. We want to activate the higher heart consciousness energy and flow that out from our heart center. Activate it, flow it out to become one with this light. It puts out the call, so to speak, and it calls in the souls that are ready and willing to partake of that light, that energy, that higher heart consciousness, at whatever level they're ready to partake of it. The higher selves are moving these energies as I we become one with them, as we activate them through our conscious focus of attention. They are taking them out and providing them to souls all around the human kingdom. They're moving these lights, this energy, into the astral fields, the conglomerate astral, the conglomerate astral being astral connected, uh, the conglomerate of all astrals of all planets that house the human life forms. It is taking it into uh, all, all around the universe, known and unknown, providing it to all souls, again, at whatever level. Okay, now I'm going to ask that each of you 
become aware of the your own pure soul essence. I want you to actively focus on your true soul essence. That, again, is that fifth dimensional part of you. It includes your higher self. You want to bring into the conscious connection with uh, the higher self, amalgamating with them so that the higher self can help because it is you within that is going to know exactly the areas around love and loving that you need to neutralize. I don't know each of your personal lives, your personal journeys, where it takes you and how the distortions and discolorations around love affect you. And I would never, I will never know. It's hard enough for me to know about myself. I just know that it's profoundly important that we neutralize our concepts and beliefs about love and loving. And so, again, I want you, we're now actively sitting as one with the originating originating source, our pure soul essence, and our true soul essence. And all of those energies are going to help us move through what we carry at that fourth dimensional level that distorts and discolors. So I'm going to activate like a flow of higher heart consciousness, and I want you to see it flowing in through and around you. It's just flowing in any way you might feel, see, expect, uh, envision, uh, sense. And I see it flowing. For me, I see it flowing in through the top of the head, in through the bottom of the feet, symbolically, and then it begins to flow out of my heart center. And I see it carrying out with it all sorts of energy identities, altered realities, all sorts of energetics that I carry around love. And, uh, you know, it sort of surprises me because I keep doing this, why I still have more. Uh, It shouldn't surprise me because we have so much from so many lives, but I do see it even on me moving it out. And what I would like to do is I'd like to have the higher self let me use um, a focal point or, you know, a conglomerate image or symbol for everyone. And they're, they're doing that for me. They're creating the rainbow bridge platform that I use so often. And now I'm seeing uh, symbolically a heart and in that heart, it has all sorts of cracks, like, you know, you'd see symbolically a broken heart with a jagged line down it. Well, this has way more jagged lines than one. And these lines are really entrenched within that symbolic heart. You could look at the symbolic heart as the uh, purity of the higher heart consciousness concept, the very highest frequency of understanding, the unconditional nature of that love, the just existence of that love, connecting us to ourselves, our true self, and all others. It's so powerful, it's so profound, but it has these deep, dense, dark lines through it. It's as if someone has taken a beautiful piece of artwork and scribbled on it, taken a black pen and crossed off certain things or cross through, or cut into the canvas. It's as if we have deep wounds around love that are being shown to me in this conglomerate symbol. And I first want to um, bring in, and and I don't know that we're going to get any specifics. I'm thinking some will come up, but I want first to just bring in tremendous amount, have all of us send our, our light 
into these deep wounds, into these deep, jagged uh, breaks in the concept of true love. And I want the light to start to dissolve and help us shake free or loosen up or release or however you want to envision it. These discolorations, these um, misunderstandings and misconceptions and things that we've connected with, with love. And I'm seeing just a tremendous, first of all, I'm seeing a tremendous amount of pain and suffering and sorrow. Well, higher heart consciousness is not about pain and suffering and sorrow. Unconditional love is not about pain and suffering and sorrow. But to us, love means pain, suffering, and sorrow. I don't know that there's any one of us who hasn't loved and felt pain and sorrow, grief, or agony in some way, whether it's a love for an intimate partner or love of a parent who died, a child who died, a break, you know, watching uh, somebody we love um, destroy their lives in some way. It's very, very, very painful. So that's the first thing that's coming up is that there's a lot of pain being released right along with the concept of love that carries that pain. So it's coming out. It's being neutralized. It is the, the higher heart consciousness and the light is helping to flow that out to help us release the pain and the suffering and the grief that is attached to so much of our concept of love. We want to let go of that. We want to let go of as much of that. And I don't want to spend just a nanosecond on it. This is so important. I'm asking again that everyone see, flush, uh, release, open up the door. I'm going to bring in open-hearted energy, whatever that means, to allow the heart to open and allow us to let go of the pain. It is so painful. It is difficult to let go of. We've held on to so much of that pain for eons, eons. It's difficult, but it's what we know. It's what we're used to. And there's a security in that. It's a protection. If we feel, if we know we're gonna, that love can bring pain, then we're very cautious. We are very cautious about loving again. Think of parents who have a child who dies in utero or is stillborn or dies a few days after birth or who dies a few months after birth. Think about the tremendous pain that they would feel with that loss. And it may prevent them, or they may think, I can't deal with that pain again. We're not going to try for another child. So the pain affects us tremendously on so many different levels. It keeps us, we see it as a safety factor. And as I'm talking, I'm feeling a lot of this release happening. You guys are actually moving forward with this, and I'm really happy. I I really didn't want to jump to something else um, too quickly. And so I'm really, really excited. I'm beginning to feel a great release going on with this pain and agony and suffering because that isn't what love is. That's what our perception of love, our beliefs about love is that it's going to be painful or it can be painful simply because that's how we experience love. So I want everyone to let go, continue to let go of that. But I, enough has been done. There's enough movement here that I want to see what the next one is that the higher self would bring forward to me. 
while they're going right to fear. And it has to do, again, with the pain. Uh, fear is coming up. Fear, because love also engenders things that are fearful, whether it's fear of loss or fear of pain. It can also be physical fear. We're in fear of our lives or we're in fear of someone else's life. Now, this is a very important aspect, the fear for someone else. It's not just for ourselves. But when we love someone, we can be fearful or have anxiety about something about somebody else. Um, We have a child that's decided they're going to be an astronaut or move, go into the military or go to college across the country away from us. Whatever the scenario, or maybe that there's something going to run out in the road to get their ball that's rolled out into the traffic. We have fears all over the place for other people, for the ones we love. And that fear has been built on for eons of lifetimes. And that fear for others, fear too for ourselves, for the hurt and the loss, but also, and this is what we're working on now, the fear for others, the anxiety and worry about what can happen, what might happen with others. And remember, we can't control what happens to the others. We're in the free will kingdom, and they, at their soul level, control everything. We control our lives at the soul level 100%. And thank goodness, because that means we don't have to wait for somebody else to fix us. You know, that problem We have everything within we need to help ourselves 100%. Where there's a problem, we have the solution. We come well equipped. So we want to move into releasing and letting go of this fear for others that's so connected to love. It's very, very important. Because behind it, or connected to that comes the next thing. And that is, big surprise, blame. We either, when something does happen to someone we love, who do we blame? We either blame ourselves or the one that it happened to, or both. We carry blame, attack, denigration, Uh, frustration, here comes rage, 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 rage. How dare it happen? Oh, here's another one. It's unfair. It's unjust. How could that happen? Why did that happen? What's going on? What did I do wrong? What did the other person do wrong? Uh, You know, we're being punished. We need to atone. We have some lesson to learn. We have, uh, you know, or I have um, all all sorts of reasons that I'm here. It's fated. Um, it's destiny. I have to hurt. It is my fault. I must need to atone. I must have need to I need to punish myself. And so all of these things, it's just coming up fast and furious because they're all attached to one another. And I'm going back to take a look at the symbol. And it is, it still has a lot to work work to go, but I'm telling you there is a shift. As a matter of fact, the quote unquote heart itself is becoming lighter in color. I first saw it, this is unexpected, I first saw it as 
like a red heart, like symbolically the red heart that we all see on Valentine's Day. Um, I am a product of uh, advertising, clearly, but that's why I saw it in the first. It was 3D. It wasn't a just a flat heart. It was 3D with all those jagged wound and lines and gashes through it. Um, but now the color of the red is actually lightning. Now that's a very interesting shift that I was not expecting at all. I do still see some of those lines in there for sure, but the effect it's having is it's lightning. Okay, 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 okay. Thank you. The higher cells are indicating that the that shift simply indicates that with the release of the negative connections that we carry about love, it's actually lightening the love energy itself because it's lightening the frequency. So the darker red, now this is just symbolic, remember guys, okay, don't, don't like uh, get too hung up here, but symbolically the darker red is carrying the, the lower density energies and it looks darker as we let go of those denser negative energies, the, the, the energy itself can actually lighten up in color. And it's interesting because now I'm being reminded that the higher selves often say, well, the higher heart consciousness level is, is pink. And so, uh, but they say you don't have to see it as pink. It's not like you have to see it in that way because it, it, you know, we're all snowflakes. We'll see it in our own way. But I understand now that actually the higher heart consciousness level is such a high frequency that it, it, it might carry the essence of red or pink, but it is so high frequency that it is very light in color. And so I'm very heartened to see, and I think in part, and the higher selves are indicating that this is correct, that the, uh, the evolutionary thrust energy is really facilitating for us helping to facilitate us moving into these higher frequencies of love that we carry. And um, oh. and that the this processing can be rather quick, which is very heartening to me. Now, I've been working on it this week, so why wasn't it quick for me? <laughs> the higher selves have, are indicating, and they, they say this more and more lately, that I might go through it a little slower because I'm taking in information and understanding it concept-wise so that I can share with you guys. You know, that's part of what I'm, my piece that I'm doing here. And so if I just went through it so quickly, like I see that you guys are going through it, it's just really heartening. I'm, you know, maybe some of you don't need words. You can just you need to get information. You can just let it go and let it go. And it's happening a lot faster. So this is really great. And they, you know, they, they are indicating that I don't get punished in quotes because I have this piece, um, but that I am actually releasing as well, uh, just as much. It's just seems from my perception that it's taking me longer or something along those lines. Who knows? But I want to just keep going because there's more to do here. Okay. I'm feeling sort of pulled at the bottom of the heart, you know, down at the, the bottom of the heart, this kind of negative energy. And I'm not sure what that is, but I want, I want us all to maybe put in a symbolic straw or some symbolic tubing of light to reach down to the bottom of that heart thing and allow 
that energy to release out, open up a door, so to speak, so that that pooling at the bottom of the heart doesn't, um, you know, has access so the light can really help. And I want this, like somebody is sucking the straw. We want the light to create a vacuum so that it can help suck out that pooled, something negative is pulled down there. I don't see what it is yet. Let me just see if I can uh, get a get a glimpse at what it is. And the higher self are indicating that it's actually different for uh, for each soul. There, you know, the depth of some of it is despair for some people. Some of it is fear for some people, or a combination of both. Um, Oh, this is interesting. There's this element to it of manipulation through love. Um, Getting your own way through love. Um, Using love as a weapon or a tool. Using love to control others or get what you need or what you want. It is a that is a very powerful part of this pooling, and again, it would be different degrees for different people. So, because I'm doing a conglomerate symbol, you can have more than one thing in this bottom pool, and that's one we haven't really dealt with before. So, I want that to really start to be to be released. This idea that love is something um, that we can use, we can use to manipulate to control, to get what we want, to move up in the hierarchy. Um, I'm sure you know situations or conditions or read stories where, you know, somebody wants to uh, gain power and so they befriend or they pretend they love someone who's in power, et cetera, et cetera. That kind of thing has, you know, is eons old. We know that's part of the human condition, that power and status could can be attained if you just you know, you have the right connections. It's about who you know and who you love, right? Or who you pretend to love. So this is not um, an unusual kind of thing. It also carries the element of getting what we want for ourselves so that we may not do it to, you know, maybe somebody is doing it to, to us to control us or we've done it to others to control others. But there's also the element of getting our needs met, that we use love to get our needs met. And a lot of societies, and you guys know this, you know, even certainly today, um, we meet our needs through the pretense of love. For example, uh, prostitution. For example, concubines. For example, harems. For example, all sorts of, of times where you use love in order to feed yourself and your families, to find a place to live, to make a living, to survive, to exist. Uh, there's no judgment here about right or wrong because we've all done it in some way, shape, or form. All of us have done it in some way, shape, or form. In both the masculine and the feminine uh, incarnations, this is really part of the human condition. And so we want to release this idea of using love to have a goal, to have... um, an end result, either to hurt or harm or control and manipulate or to have our needs met. Because real 
higher level love has no required results. There is no goal. There is no what has to happen, what needs to happen. It is just there. It is just present. It just is, and it is who we are. That is our true self. There is no need to use it or manipulate for any reason, good, bad, or indifferent. There's still a lot of stuff coming up, guys. So I want to. I, I don't want to jump too fast. Let's see what time is it. Okay, I have a little more time. I want us to continue to let go of this whole idea that there's something that needs to be accomplished, something that needs to be done, you know, to use the love for some reason. Nefarious or not, love isn't there to be used. It's there to be. It's unconditional. There's no shoulds or shouldn'ts. There's no rights or wrongs. There's no rules that apply. It just is. And this is the love that we're all awakening to. This is the love that we will be demonstrating, processing, sharing, sometimes explaining, sometimes just being, and it will help others, humanities, to come into the awakening of their own, the moving forward in their own evolutionary process. We will be moving the higher heart consciousness concept out onto the planet to help Paul or Sadakis and the others continue the mission to bring it into fruition at its highest level. And in so doing, we will also be bringing it into our own individual lives. And we will bring in the healing and the balancing and the loving and the caring and the nurturing for ourselves and for others. Excuse me. I'm sorry. We will be bringing that into our own lives. And we will see the shifts and the beauty and accept our own inner beauty except the beauty of every soul. These separations between ourself and our pure soul essence and our true self will disappear, as will the separations between ourselves and others, between men and men, nations and nations, governments and governments, individuals and individuals. We will move into the connection connection of all to of us to all there is the knowing the knowing not an intellectual concept but knowing and i can feel now this very intense connection happening it's as if as i'm speaking the energy of connecting with all there is is moving in The healing is still occurring. It's still needed and necessary. There's still releasing going on. There's still blocks. There's still areas of resistance. There's still areas of discoloration. But it is clearing. It is moving us forward. It is um, 
facilitating our awakening and our ability to connect with all there is, to tap into that infinite wisdom, the infinite knowing, the infinite energy, the infinite balancing, infinite time. It's just so intense right now for me. I'm having a hard time. I just want to kind of experience this for many, many moments, a minute or 20, you know, just allowing it to happen because I'm feeling it so profoundly and I hope you all are too. But it is a radio show and silence doesn't work well (laughs) over the air, so to speak, over the internet. So I have to continue and the higher selves are indicating that they're going to allow for this process to continue as long as each um, an individual level, as long as each soul gives that permission, there is a cocoon of energy being put around all of us. It does include the past, present and future listeners. We are in this as a group and the words that that they're indicating what words that Paul And the others that speak as they were addressing the Wednesday night group in Joan, back when Joan was doing it, back in the 80s, they are indicating that the words are the same for this group on the radio. Even though it's a Wednesday morning, at least here it's morning in in California, um, they are indicating that the words are still mean the same and they are addressing the new audience, these are part of the future listeners that they talked about back in, they didn't, did they say listeners? I can't remember, but in Joan's time, they, she also would always talk about ones who were not yet part of the group, and it's the same way. We're those ones that were not yet part of the group. So, I mean, I was, but many of you were. So, they're just as significant and just as meaningful, just as important, and just as relevant to us now. So the higher selves are really wanting us to take away from today the understanding of the profound significance belief systems have for all of us and how important it is to let them go and not just the negative beliefs that we so often work toward or um, let go like shame or guilt or fear, but the positive beliefs, like what we believe love is, what we believe joy is, what we believe enlightenment is, anything that you feel is so positive, trust, faith, um, uh, anything. Of course, I'm coming up with uh, not very many examples. Um, Very important to work on those issues as well because of their attachments, all the energetic attachments that we've put on them over the eons based on real experience that we've had. We didn't make this up and just kind of willy-nilly say, oh, well, that might be good. What a, what a riot. Let's just try that. No, it came from real experiences, real life experiences, and real misunderstandings, misconceptions, and myths.
interpretations. And we really need to work on those. Now, some of the negative things definitely come up, right? Shame or whatever. They come up, the fear, they also come up. But it's important to de- to disconnect and clear our concept, our knowing, our living with and about love because that is so powerful. I still feel release is happening, but I do feel a tremendous amount of change uh, shifting. I want to go back and look at the symbol. It's just sort of strange. I, I can't tell you exactly what I'm seeing because I just can't tell you exactly what I'm seeing because I'm not sure exactly what I'm seeing. But one side of the heart seems more inflated than the other. Huh. I think there's some issues here with the actual heart because the one side of the heart that seems inflated looks like an actual heart. It's just so strange. We're not expecting this. And I think that the higher selves are indicating that there are connections, real connections with heart issues uh, in the body and the heart, symbolic heart or symbolic love that we carry. So the, there is another level of help being given here where there is uh, some of the, the energy is moving into the actual heart, the actual heart of all of us to help um, with the physical manifestation at that level of the distortions and discolorations that we feel at the love level. Now, maybe you don't have any heart problems. I personally have none. I've never had any heart problems. I've always had a very strong, and all indicators are great for my heart. But remember, we you never know. You hear strange stories. Someone who's perfectly healthy has a major heart attack and dies at age 38. You know, you never know. So allow it to do the healing. And maybe in other lives, we've had heart issues. So it is connected to the actual heart from other lives. So we want to let go and process that energy physically too. And I feel the heart energy moving into the the symbol for all of us, which is symbolic of our hearts. And it's bringing in the divine healing, the divine repair, divine um, renewal. I see it. I see it uh, also affecting circulation. So I feel divine circulation moving in. And this is really good because um, some of those jagged lines did look like heavy-duty veins, but they were dark and negative-looking. So it seems to me like this divine um, the divine circulation is, is important. And divine breath is coming in because, of course, we have the circulatory system and the respiratory system really work together. Um, all the systems work together in some ways, but those two are very coupled. And so I want, I, I really want us to call in divine breath and divine circulation and just allow those energies along with the higher heart consciousness to move into the physical body and also into the etheric bodies to continue with the clearing. And the higher selves are... Um, the symbol is changing again, and, and they said you you figured it out. <laughs> you know, they give me these pictures, and I 
I have to interpret them and I'm getting okay at it, but um, sometimes it's confusing. And so, um, but they said, yes, that's what it was because there is a physical connection to the discolored and distorted heart energy, love energy, love conception, love beliefs that we carry that can actually create physical problems. And of course we know that underlying all physical problems are energetics. And so this is yet one more, um, one more um, way, one more situation, one more condition. It wouldn't be the only thing that would affect our heart. And that's, we don't want to lock into that that's the only thing because it's sometimes oversimplified and we know these things are very, very complex. But this did have a connection to heart issues. And so I am seeing uh, symbolically clogs in the heart being removed. It's as if um, clogs or clots or closing up of some of those arteries are beginning, beginning to open. Now, of course, it doesn't mean um, that if you have heart issues, you don't need to go to the doctor anymore because you're perfect. It's not like that, but it's at least beginning to bring some of this clearing and cleansing energy into the heart itself. Okay, now I'm going to go back to the symbol, and it's now that part that looked like a heart is now going back to becoming part of the symbolic heart. So um, it's just shifting for me to say, okay, we've dealt with that. That was a piece that I hadn't um, focused on, the higher self. Must have been giving it to me, but I didn't pick it up. So anyway, but at least we got it. So anyway, that's that. Let me just see. I saw the deepest jagged line running through, you know, as the heart goes up like an M and then it comes down into the V at the top of the heart. Right at that V, I saw the start of a really heavy-duty jagged line going straight, you know, back and forth like lightning through that heart and what I'm seeing now is that that jagged line is not so jagged anymore it's not so dark anymore it's still there but it's just more of a a shadow kind of thing and it feels like it's really healing a lot of the broken-hearted nature of some of the experiences that we've had Uh, it just feels it feels a lot better it feels definitely moving in the right direction But, you know, we've just had so many, so many lives full of grief and sorrow, sadness, heartache and heartbreak that that one is going to take some time to fully clear. I do really encourage you to go back and do this more and more. Listen to this show or at least the healing part over and over again and just keep working it. Pause it when you are in the middle of some big thing and you need that minute or two to really focus on it, really dig deep and get some some stuff out or new things come up for you, then unpause it and keep going. It just would be so helpful for all of us to move into greater and greater and higher and higher levels of awakening more easily, more effortlessly, and really move and take these solid steps forward into the, the mission that we're on to help those humanities in their own evolutionary process. And with that, whew, Wow. The higher selves are indicating that the, the 
healing session is over, um, but it is continuing. Remember, they did put us in the in the cocoon, so that we are going to continue to process. If you are doing so, uh, please feel free to continue consciously or unconsciously. You at the soul level will make that determination. Wow. I really hope that you understood what I was trying to say. It is new, and I may not have the perfect words to explain it all. Um, it's just just a week old, maybe less than a week. and But it's been so profound for me. Um, I just had to share it with you all. Maybe I'll go through some changes or more expansion on it by next week or in ten, within 10 weeks. I mean, I, you know, who knows? If anyone wants to let me know about their process so I can share it, please do. Uh, it's Janet at JanetRichmond.com. I would just love for you to share. Send an email. If you don't want me to share it on the, uh, you know, with everyone, I don't have to, but I will respond to you. And if if it's okay, I would. I, it could be totally private. I would share it on air. Because we're, we're all going to go through a lot of stuff. We're breaking through some realities that we've held on to for a long time. We're shaking them loose with this work. We're going to have times where, like, we're either upset or freaking out or completely lost or confused, not knowing which direction to go, maybe apathetic, maybe wanting to give up it just is so um, it's so powerful and we're going to have some effects we're going to have some shifts we're going to have some changes and a lot of it is going to be seem strange, different, maybe even scary but we're going to get through it and we're going to get through it together just know that I just I'm so appreciated to ha- appreciate having you guys to do it with. Really, I so appreciate it. Now, I wanted to just give you some quick pre- previews for the coming weeks. The next two weeks is Sadakis or Paul coming back again. The third week is Marius. The next two weeks after that is two more Pauls. And with that, so we have five more weeks of this series in his own words. I don't yet have an indication of where I'm going after that, but there's plenty, plenty of avenues of ways to go. And I'm just, I know the higher self will indicate for me, but it hasn't come in yet. So anyway, but that's what will be happening. I don't, I haven't read everything yet, so I can't say what they're going to be talking about, but each one continues to be as profound as the last. So, so uh, I don't have any concern that you won't get a lot out of them. And I'm really glad that you have, um, you're hanging in there with me. And I keep forgetting to post these shows onto my website. So some of you have questioned me about, well, where are the shows? You know, now they are always going to be on Blog Talk itself. I'm the Higher Self Voice, Janet Richmond, the Higher Self Voice, or something like that on Blog Talk. You'll find me. But uh, I do like to have it on my website, which is 
HigherSelfVoice.com or JanetRichmond.com so that you can access from, from there too. And uh, some people do access it from there. And I just realized the other day I forgot and I did ask my son to do it for me. It is kind of a process and I have done it once or twice, but um, it takes me a long time and I think it takes him about five minutes. So he did the last two weeks, I guess both weeks were not on. So they are back on there for you if you, of course, if you're listening live and you haven't been able to find them from before, they're, they're on there now. He did it, I think, last night. So anyway, guys, thank you for being there. Thank you for being part of this group. Um, we're building this community one week at a time. <laughs> and I just encourage you all to work with the energy. So I cannot encourage you more. Because it's one thing that I have understanding at the mind level, the intellectual understanding, but we need to go beyond that. We have to practice. We have to experience. We have to use these energies to become more and more confident, more and more comfortable, and more and more in touch and tapping into the energies more and more and more. It's not done through the mind level of thought. That can help us. I'm one that needs to understand things. I just need to understand. But you have to have the other side, too. It's really important. And I encourage you, I challenge you to give yourself five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes every day, week after week. If you miss a day here or there, you miss a day here or there. No reason to berate yourself. But just get back to it and keep going with it. And you're going to make strides beyond your wildest belief. A month will go by and you'll go, oh my gosh, look where I am now that I wasn't a month ago. It really changes, shifts our lives. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye. And I just realized we just had Valentine's Day like two weeks ago. Never came up in my consciousness, guys. I'm sort of not the one that's tuned in to all what's going on in the world and then having my shows revolve around it. Once in a while I do. I hope you all weren't thinking back then, what the heck? She just didn't do anything about Valentine's Day and love and everything. And I swear to God, I never thought of it. But it's come up today. Maybe we're a little late, but it's come up today. And I think it really is more effective than anything I would have done two weeks ago because I hadn't yet gotten this information. I hadn't yet moved into knowing exactly how important this was. Okay, the timing is different, but it is exactly what it needed to be. Anyway, have a wonderful week, you guys, whatever this next week is going to mean, and just know that I just love you all. No two ways about it. I love you. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.